Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Psalm 25 To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who but they will be but they will be put to shame who are treacherous without excuse. Show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths, guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are my God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from old. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you are good, O Lord. God, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful. For those who keep the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your name, O Lord, forgive our iniquity, though it is great. Who then is the man that fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way chosen for him. He will spend his days in prosperity, and his descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. My eyes are ever on the Lord. Mm -mm. Our eyes are ever on the Lord, for he will release our feet from the snare. Turn to me and be gracious to us, for we are lonely and afflicted. The troubles of our hearts have multiplied. Free us from our anguish. Look upon our affliction and our distress and take away our sins. See how our enemies have increased and how fiercely they hate us. Guard our lives and rescue us. Let us not be put to shame, for we will take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect us because our hope is in you. Redeem the tribe, O God, for all their troubles. Hallelujah. We may have our seats. Can you just tell the person beside you, welcome home? Tell them that I'm excited you're sitting beside me. Give them a compliment. Tell them they're eyes look good. No, sorry, you are dressed in anything you can say that is appropriate. Do not collect anyone's number yet. How are we doing last Sunday in the month of June? How are we doing? How's been our 2021 so far? Great. But it can be better, right? In all aspects, right? Spiritually, materially, Every aspect. How many of us believe that? That there is more. And our theme this year is what? Our theme this year is what? Let's say it one more time. Our theme this year is, is forward. Amen. And that's because we are called to make progress. We are called to advance. We are called to experience more. Hallelujah. So we are rounding up this series today with 
um, a sermon I'm calling Spiritual Formation. And it's very significant that we're ending spiritual intelligence with this series. How many of us have been blessed by this series so far? Amen. At the end of the day, when I... Evidence, the evidence. At the end of the day, are we, the, the Holy Spirit in us, should produce Christ. Amen. That's what this is about. At the end of the day, that's what we should see. Christ, that's what people should see in our lives. Christ. Christ. Glory to God. If you read the New Testament, especially the epistles, if you read Paul's letters, there's one thing that is common. He always made sure to whatever church he was speaking to, whatever city church he was speaking to, he was making them understand their identity in Christ. He made them see themselves as God saw them. What he now proceeded to do in the letters is to provide steps, actionable steps, right, to become what he saw them as. No matter how controversial the church was, like the Corinthian church, he made sure they were seeing themselves. He would tell them their place in Christ Jesus. What he would then do is now tell them how to become what they already are. Does that make sense? So spiritual formation basically is the activities or our journey to becoming that which Christ sees us as. So as long as we remain in the body, there are things we'll, we, will, we will still wrestle with, like sin, um, the enemy, the world. We know our adversaries, the three adversaries, our flesh, the devil, and the world. Do you understand? So spiritual formation is our journey to becoming like Christ. So there's something theologians call um, already but not yet, where positionally we, um, positionally we are secure in Christ. Our salvation is secure in Christ. Positionally, we have an identity. There are things that we have. But experientially, there are things we still need to do to become. Or there is a journey to become. Does that make sense? I've not lost anyone so far. So that's what spiritual formation is about. Spiritual formation basically is about spiritual growth. Tell yourself, I must grow. One more time. I must grow. Let's open to Romans 12. Are we there? I appeal to you, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Glory to God. Amen. Do not be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Do you know you become what you behold? You become what you behold. Anything that you focus on and you give your attention to and you feed your appetites with, you become that thing. So in many ways, you are what you eat. In fact, after this series, we're doing a series called Eat This Book. And it's inspired by three times in the Bible where um, the Lord spoke to three prophets and he told them to eat this book or eat a scroll. And what we'll be doing is going on a journey on knowing how to feed on the word of God. Because many of us only open our Bibles here. Or, as some have told me, I some have told me, they will say, Pastor Jesse, I honestly don't know how to read the Bible. Which is understandable. So what we'll be doing is, as a family, we'll be going on that journey on knowing how to go into the word of God. But basically, we become what we behold. We become what we behold. So if the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit is coming so that he will bear witness to him, Christ. And we are to conform to the image of Christ or we are to become mini Christ of some sort. So are we becoming Christ or are we becoming Christ-like? Our journey, and, and concerning spiritual growth, anytime I'm counseling somebody, I ask them just three basic questions because when they come and they tell me, oh, they feel um, spiritually dry, they feel, um, they, they feel like their growth is stunted or they are not growing as they should be, I ask them three simple questions. Are you praying? Are you studying the word of God? Are you in fellowship? And what I mean by fellowship is, are you not just attending service? Are you not just attending church? Are you fellowshipping with the saints? Are you having communion with the saints? God has given us these things as a means to help us grow. But I'll just be talking, there are, there are spiritual disciplines that will help in your spiritual growth. But concerning spiritual formation, I'll just try to put like the foundations of formation, so to speak. And basically, there are four. Prayer, study, fellowship, and the last one I'll say is service. And what I'll try and do is break them down before we leave. But I've noticed that a lot of us have adopted worldviews that blur our vision of God. We sometimes deliberately adopt doctrines and teachings that stunt our growth. And we only want to hear what we want to hear. And you have stunted growth. The Bible tells us to have childlike faith, but the Bible doesn't tell us to be, tell us to be childish. There's a difference. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are called to grow. So forward, this our entire series, this is our entire theme for the year. Every one of us were called to grow. Growth is not just for the leaders. It's not just for the pastors. It's for everybody. My job as your pastor is to equip you for the work of ministry, is to tell you this so that when you go, you can become. 
It's not my job to grow you. My job is to teach you how to grow. But you have to as well. You have to be deliberate about your growth. How many of you pray when you wake up in the morning? How many of you study the word? Sometimes when we study, okay, John Piper says it this way, that prayer without study is ignorance, and study without prayer will breed arrogance. These primary things, prayer, study, communion with the saints, let's let that church will be beyond attendance. You are called to minister to the saints as well. Because it's in these things that we become Christ-like. Amen. So as, as much as we are children of God, we are not called to be childish. We are called to have childlike faith, which is total dependent, and tr dependent trust in our Father God. But we are not called to be childish. So we need to grow. We need to mature. Hallelujah. Being a child of God is about, it's not just about your identity or your authority as a child of God, but it's also about your responsibility as a child of God. And we mature into responsibility. Glory to God. Is Christ being formed in you? Christian philosophers call um, man, um, or they say man has this tripartite nature, which is we have the spirit, soul, and body. So for man, right, if we open, let's open to Genesis 2 very quickly. Genesis 2, 7. So this is where Christian philosophers and theologians got the tripartite nature of man from. It says, then God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils, no, nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living creature. Or some versions will say man became a living soul, right? So we see God what formed man from the dust, gave him a body, breathed life into the breath of his nostrils, gave him a spirit. Then man became a living soul. So uh, we, even Paul um, affirms this, says man has spirit, soul, and body. So we have a spirit, like C.S. Lewis says, we have a spirit, but we have, I mean, we are spiritual beings that have bodies. I've not lost anyone so far, right? So at our core, we are spirit beings. At our core, we are spirit beings that have souls that, have, that live in a body. Thank you. We are, we are spirit beings that have souls that live in a body. So if I were to draw a diagram for you, you know, is it concentric circles now? Right? So circles that don't touch, right? So the, the, the circle in the middle will be your spirit. Then the outer circle will be your soul, which, which consists of your mind, will, and your emotions. Then your body. 
So different people have different teachings on, on this, but um, in my learnings, um, we see also that the body has something we call gates, and gates are our five senses, the way we interact with the world. So we see through our eyes, that's um, our eye gate, we perceive through our nostrils, um, we smell, we taste, and we feel. So those are kind of like the five gates of the body, and the soul now has the mind, will, and the emotions, right? Then our spirit being is headed to one of two directions. Either you're going to spend eternity with God or you're going to spend eternity because of your rebellion outside of God. So when you become a child of God, this is what happens. The Holy Spirit regenerates you, literally gives you a new spirit. Amen? Gives you a new spirit, but another circle is now added. I don't know why I did not have time to, to, to design this. But another circle is now added where, where your spirit is, a, a, a fourth circle is added to the middle where the Holy Spirit now resides. I don't know if every, everybody is able to picture, with, picture this with me now. So the first circle is what? The Holy Spirit, right? Then the second circle is your spirit, your new regenerated spirit. Then the outer circle is the soul, which is, consists of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Then the final circle is that of your body. So the Holy Spirit that now dwells in your spirit has yearnings. And we are told in Ephesians 1 that the Holy Spirit is the seal of our salvation. So every child of God has the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Every child of God has the Holy Spirit. I told us that from the beginning. We all have the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit now resides in you, we are to now allow the Holy Spirit lead us. Because those that are led by the Holy Spirit are what? The sons of God. Amen. And when we now let the Holy Spirit lead us, we, the Holy Spirit leads us to become Christ-like. Glory to God. So here's the challenge now. That circle of the soul where we have our mind, will, and emotions, it's between our spirits and our bodies, right? There is this struggle where we, our bodies, what we allow to enter the gates of our bodies, what our eyes are, um, um, and touch senses, our smells, what we perceive with the five senses, now interact with our soul, with our mind, will, our emotions. So um, these, these things draw to you, and that's why sometimes, okay, there's another argument for some people that don't hold the tripartite um, nature. They call it um, man um, has a nature that is... Um, dichotomy, which is your spirit and flesh. But I think it's more than that. Um, so basically, your body will be telling you it wants this, it wants that, it wants sex. Your body will tell you to react in specific ways. Your body will tell you, it will just interpret what it's feeling in the moment, right? It is your mind, your will, and your emotions now that has to bear fruit in some way. But now that you are a regenerated being, your spirit as well, that is now merged with the Holy Spirit, has appetites. 
And it's now your duty to yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen. So how do you feed that? How do you feed the appetite of the Holy Spirit? Prayer, study, fellowship. And the fourth one I'll call is service. Prayer, the art of prayer, it's very simple. Often I've, I've talked about prayer throughout the past six months. And um, somebody was giving me a testimony at our circuit. And I gave an assignment two weeks ago about how we should just spend seven days for those of us that have been struggling with prayer, just time yourself. Give an hour to prayer. And she shared the testimony of how her dad, and that she was praying for that one hour every seven days. And she shared the testimony of her dad recovering from an illness in the place of prayer. We often find it difficult. All you need to do is just constrain the world. And prayer primarily is not you accessing, going to God to just ask for things. Primarily, is you having fellowship with God. Because it is in that interaction that we know his heart. Amen. And the beautiful thing is, the Holy Spirit, we are told, helps us pray when we do not have words. Glory to God. So the disciples, when they, when they saw Jesus and how he operated, because several times he would leave them and he would go and pray, they saw that the fruit of his ministry was because of his prayer life. And they said, Father, um, they said, Jesus, teach us to pray. They did not say, Jesus, teach us how to turn water into wine. Jesus, teach us how to multiply fish. They did not say, Jesus, teach us how to heal. Teach us to do what? To pray. And what we now call the Lord's Prayer, he recited for them. So, our Father, you must know that you are praying to a being that wants a relationship with you. Glory to God. You're not praying to an absent God. You're not praying to one who isn't there. He's there and wants to fellowship with you. Prayer. I believe the least we should be doing is an hour of prayer. The least. Do you give yourself to prayer? Like set an alarm and not like carry your Bible, not the one in your phone. Because one email from your boss or just someone random that may interrupt that moment that you have with Jesus. Do you know, it's so, I want us to understand that it's so important that we Spend time alone. Because prayer, there's the personal discipline of prayer. There's the corporate discipline of prayer that we are doing now, where we pray congregationally, right? But prayer, primarily, every one of us must have that time. When you wake up, I used to have this rule that before I speak to anyone, I must speak to God. Before I see a human face, I must seek God's face. So I did not go to my phone. I just went straight in the place of prayer. And I would just read the Bible. Are you praying? Are you growing in the place of prayer? Tribe. This is not something, it's, it's not a feature in your spiritual life. Do you understand? It is the foundation of your spiritual growth. Prayer.
than to study. If you read Psalm 119, do you know, imagine writing a love letter to the law in the Old Testament. That's what that is. David was thanking God for the law. How many of us have read the law? How many of us have read through Leviticus before? Exodus, Leviticus. David was thanking God for the law because he was saying, it's your law that keeps me. We need to study. And now, by the grace of God, we have what we call the Old Testament and the New Testament. So the early church did not have what we call the New Testament. All they had was the Old Testament, the writings of the Pentateuch, the prophets, the wisdom literature. That's all they had, the history books. And they were able to live out their Christianity. Now we have this blessing of this book. Every one of us, now we have different translations on our phones. We have access like no other generation to the word of God. We can easily browse commentaries. There are teachings by great men of God all over the internet. So many. But are we giving ourselves to study? Because remember, study... Okay, before I get there. Study is how we grow. Hallelujah. Amen. So Hebrews 1 tells us that in the, in the former days that God spoke through the prophets. But now he's speaking through who? His son, Jesus. And how do we behold the son? How do we see the son? In the word. Because the word is God. The word is Jesus. Hallelujah. Many people are attempting to have an experience of the Holy Spirit without the word. It's dangerous. So when Paul tells us to have and pray for a discerning spirit, how are you able to tell which spirit is good or bad if you don't know? And when we hear things, and how do we tell if this is the enemy speaking or the Holy Spirit speaking? And mind you, you know the, the enemy knows the Bible more than you. Just look at Jesus' temptations. The, enemy, oh, the three times he quoted scripture. Am I lying? He quoted scripture. But Jesus count, um, 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 what's the word? countered with scripture. So if you don't know what is truth, when those times come, how will you counter it? How will you fight back? We have to know the word of God. In it, there's so much treasure that we see God in it. We behold him. We behold his glory. We see treasures in the word of God. So many of us, um, I can't remember, one of my friends was telling me, um, a pastor said this, that, um, okay, let me, let me give two illustrations about prayer, because I just remember the same person. I think it was Bill Johnson. He said, um, people complain that when they go to pray, they fall asleep. And Bill Johnson said he would rather, as he's talking to his child, he's 
child falls asleep in his arms than not even have that relationship with him at all. And speaking about study as well, Bill Johnson was talking about um, the Bible and reading, studying the Bible. And he said for so many of us, when we skip um, study, we oftentimes don't like what we eat. Right? How many of us, like, or maybe like growing up, you loved everything your parents gave you? You love, how many of us grew up on tour? Okay, thank you. Oh, God, all Ajay boy here. But there were times when you did not like what you ate, or for children now, they don't like vegetables, right? But as the parents, they know that it is healthy. But it is in the, it is in the constant eating that we grow. Do you understand? It is in the going there and carrying the word. And today you're reading and all you're seeing is um, Jehoshaphat begat Josiah. And Josiah begat, like stay there. Amen. Don't worry, we'll go more into that on how to study. But prayer, study, these are foundational things. They are not options. It's not an added feature. That's how we become Christ. Glory to God. Are you praying? Are you studying? Then communion. We see it in the New Testament. In Acts. The saints will gather. And church was in two ways. In small houses and they will gather in the synagogues. That's the large gatherings. They will gather in synagogues. But in other there are other gatherings, like what we now call um, small fellowship or small gatherings or home cells, right? They, that's what they were doing in the New Testament. So they were having house churches in the New Testament. Gathering with the saints is very important. Why? Because that's how we build one another. We come into this gathering. We worship together. There's beauty in that corporate fellowship. There's beauty in that corporate worship. There's beauty in corporate prayer. Because you are not meant to go on this journey on your own. One of the most deceitful things you can tell yourself is, I want to know Jesus for myself. I understand the sentiment, but Jesus is meant to be enjoyed in fellowship. Glory to God. Because when we are down and when your fire is low, it's when you gather with the saints that someone's fire rubs off on you. Glory to God. Someone lifts a worship song and it ministers to you. Someone comes and is prophesying to you. The word in teaching that whoever is teaching or prophesying will minister to you and that sets you up for the week. Fellowship, koinonia. But even beyond that, are you ministering to people? Are you ministering to people? I'm not talking about just making friends. Friendship is good and nice. Do you understand? But are you ministering to people when you just walk into this place? Are you ministering to people? And what do I mean by that? Are you showing love in some way? Or do we just dress up nice and then we leave? We don't grow when there is no communion, when there is no koinonia, when there is no fellowship. Because what you're doing is just living in isolation. And Christianity is not an island religion. Glory to God. 
We are meant to grow in fellowship. Prayer, study, fellowship. The saints will gather in the New Testament. They will gather and they will share communion and they will eat. That's one of the reasons we have coffee. That's what we can afford now. When we're smaller, every Sunday we used to bring food stuff. I encourage you to let it not just be, um, what's that thing called? Not potluck. Sounds like potluck. Tell me now. No, not picnics. Eh? Love feasts. Thank you. So it's only um, love is now an activity. Do you understand? Please bring food stuff. Bring something. Bring something for people. You understand? We, we will provide coffee. You understand? But they seems they grew in community. They grew in that koinonia, in that fellowship, rubbing off on one another, rubbing up on one another in fire. So we gather, then we get set on fire. This person is on fire, sets the next person on fire. Glory to God. And that's what the church is. We must understand that in building the church, Jesus primarily is the builder of the church. He's the architect, he's the um, founder of the church. He's the pillar. He is the primary builder of the church. What we are doing as saints is we are partnering with him. Glory to God. Which leads me to the, my second point of service. So there's fellowship where you're ministering, but service now is you're going a step further. Can we open to Acts 13 very quickly? Amen. Are we there? It says, Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, who was called, I'm going to say Niger, Lucio <laughs> or Cyrene, Manaen, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch. And Saul, verse 2, this is the part I want us to pay attention, says, While they were worshiping the, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. At the beginning of the year, I asked us something. That it's not just enough for us to be asking God, what can you do for me? You should ask God, what can I do for you? Amen. We must all have a holy ambition. Every one of us. Asking God, what can I do for you? So on that service, I'll put it in, I'll also add giving. So we see, we, 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 are, we open our eyes to what the Lord is doing. We see the work he's doing, and we partner with him. We move from being spectators to participants. Amen. We move from being spectators to being co-laborers, that we are working with Christ to build his church, not my church, that we're working with Christ to build his church. And primarily the place to do that is the local assembly. Hallelujah. Find a church, find a community that is building, that is doing the work of the Lord and ask the Lord how you can be part of the work he's doing. 
So you have prayer in the private, in your private space and congregational space. We have study, private and congregational as well. Then we have what fellowship, where we are ministering to people, where we are serving the saints, where we are enjoying each other's companies. Then we have service, where we see now that while they were ministering to the Lord in prayer and in fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart from me Paul and Barnabas for the work to which I had called them. So every one of us should be set apart for the work of the Lord. Amen. You, you're not called to just exist in isolation. You have a place in the local assembly. You have a place in the church of Christ and primarily in the local assembly to do work unto God. To do good work. So the Lord will raise out of the house teachers, prophets, apostles, evangelists. Amen? People that will help build, work alongside him, build the body of Christ, build the church. Glory to God. We should move from, if you've been consistent in prayer, amazing. But probably you should move from God give me to Lord what can I do for you? That should be an added prayer point. Glory to God. That's how we are formed. That's how we become Christ-like. These things mold us. Glory to God. These things mold us. Prayer, study, fellowship, service. Paul was speaking, which is a series we're going to go into as well. Um, um, one of the things I want to try and do every year is see how I can preach through two books. So um, we've done John in Tribe. We've done, um, we've done John. We've done Romans. We did a Roman road, right? We've done um, Acts. We didn't complete Acts. And now, by the grace of God, I want us to do the book of Philippians. Paul was very... People say it's Paul's happiest letter because the word joy was mentioned several times. But he was writing to them from prison and he was so excited by what they were doing. He said he's always praying for them. He's always joyful praying for them because they, regardless of their economic situation, they were always giving to Paul's work, even when he did not ask. So one of the things I want us to do on the journey through the book of Philippians is to ask ourselves, what kind of church will the tribe Abuja be? And allow scripture to shape us. Amen. But service, listen, is very important. I want you to, in your own time, ask God, what can I do for you? What will I spend my time, my energies doing for you? How do I partner with you? Glory to God. How do I partner with you to build your work so that I'm not just looking and seeing what you're doing, but I am part of what you're doing? That's how we are shaped. That's how we become Christ-like. Amen. So, spiritual formation, honestly, at the end of the day, it's the Holy Spirit working in us so that we can become like Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
is the Holy Spirit working in us so that we can become like Jesus. It's not just so that we can get power for ourselves. It's not just so that we can be famous because of the workings that are in us. Of the Holy Spirit working in us. God gifts us his Holy Spirit so that we can become like Jesus Christ. Amen. So then we must ask ourselves, what are we feeding ourselves with is good um so um, romans 12 that we started with said do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so paul is saying do not bend to this world because when we conform we um, take a posture that is stunted our growth becomes stunted and we do not produce fruits but when we submit ourselves Hallelujah. When we submit ourselves to God, what happens? Our mind, it says renew your mind by transform. I mean, you are transformed by the renewal of your mind. So, because our old selves, our minds, we still have, should I say, residues of the world. But then we are to transform. How do we then feed our minds? We carry the word, we study it. We carry the word, we study it, we pray it. Glory to God. That's how we transform ourselves. That's how we transform our minds. So the more we yield to the things of the Spirit, the more we yield our minds to the things of the Spirit, the more we yield ourselves to communion, to prayer, to study, the more we get our minds renewed. So those of us that are struggling with certain sins, struggling with certain addictions, what have you been feeding your mind with? Because you become what you behold. And you are what you eat. Glory to God. We need to grow. Amen. And let's look very quickly at that Romans 12 one. So um, we should see it this way. I shared something when we're doing um, Let's Make It Work. And I was talking about um, sex. And I said... God is not demanding celibacy from us. And celibacy will not uh, take one to heaven. What the Lord is demanding of us is purity. Amen. That we live a pure and holy life. So Romans 12 one says, in view of God's mercies, amen, what you have seen the mercy of God achieve, in view of that, offer your bodies as living sacrifices so those gates those senses of how you see what you smell what goes into your body offer it as a living sacrifice that means you are constantly on the altar of god you are constantly on the altar of god and then he himself will purify us glory to god so we must understand that our journey is that we are perfect, but being made perfect, positionally perfect, but experientially, we are growing into perfection. Now, some of you may be wondering, oh, is this, this guy is preaching works? No, I'm not. Like, because the Holy Spirit works in us both to will and to do. Amen. Amen. There is the yielding on our part, and there's the Holy Spirit making us perfect. Glory to God. And that's why 
I sang that song. It came to me last night. And um, that Asian part. Guys, I missed OG Integrity Music. Honestly. Have you guys just maybe just gone on YouTube and listened to Ron Kenoli? Um, um, this guy's name is Tom, Tom Inglis, I guess. Um, Don Moen. Integrity Music. I don't know. They're still existing, right? But I really miss, like, they, they were the... I don't know, would it be insulting if I say they were the Hillsong of the 90s? No, Hillsong wasn't signed to Integrity Music at some point. Anyway, that song honestly was just burning in my heart throughout last night till this morning and shows the ancient part so that we will enter your rest. Children of God, spiritual growth, there are no shortcuts. Do you understand? There are no shortcuts. There is no laying of hand that a pastor or an apostle will lay hands on you that you will grow. It's not this. Um, your, your spiritual journey is not like um, Super Mario, that all you need to do is hit some bricks and mushroom will appear. Then you just magically grow. There is a journey. You yield to it. Prayer, study, fellowship, service. There are no shortcuts. Every time when, I, when people come for counseling and they ask me that this is what you are struggling with, I just ask those three questions. Are you praying? Are you studying? Are you in fellowship? No. Stories. I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. But fam, you've been, you've been on TikTok for two hours. There are no shortcuts and we have to grow. We have to grow. John 15, the Lord says that whoever abides in me will bear much fruit. And the ones that who does, and anyone that does not uh, bear fruit, I will prune. So are we going to stay grafted to Christ so that we bear much fruit? And it's not just bearing fruit. He says we'll bear much fruit. Amen. I can see some people struggling with this thing. I pray that the Spirit of God will help you. That's what spiritual formation is about. So the ancient parts, God has already laid out how to interact with him. Sometimes we are looking for the new thing, the new thing, the new thing, the new thing the Spirit of God is doing. Looking for, is, does God really do new things? Or is he just revealing what he has done? We always want new things. We are the new church. We are this. We are that. We are this. We are that. God wants us to grow. And he has laid out these paths. Can, you, can we start there? Amen. Can we start there? One of the things I want us to do, because this is the last Sunday of the month, I want us to pray that we will dedicate ourselves for the next six months, in the place of prayer, we will commit ourselves to growth. We will commit ourselves to asking God, what is he doing and how can we be part of it? Please, I want everyone to be part of this. Can we rise? And in your own way, I don't know where you are in your spiritual walk with the Lord, but one thing I'm sure of is that every one of us 
needs to grow. Every one of us, we have to grow. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So can you just open your mouth? Let us open our mouth and pray. Say just, Lord, Spirit of God, teach me. Let me know your ways. I'm struggling. Where, where, what part are you struggling in? In prayer? Is it prayer? Is it study? Is it in fellowship with the saints? Are you, are you yet to find out what God is doing and how you can be part of it? So just open your mouth and pray. You know where you need Jesus. You know where you need the Spirit of God to help in your walk. So let's just open our mouth and pray. Let's just open our mouth and pray this morning. Say, Lord, I want to be like you. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Lord, be the center of all that I am. Let me become spiritual formation is about being like Jesus. That we will not be any other thing. That in prayer, in study, in fellowship, in service, that we will grow. We will bear much fruit. Show us the ancient paths. Lead us along eternal highways. We want to follow the footsteps of Jesus. We want to enter your rest. Show us the ancient paths. Lead us on eternal highways. We want to follow. Come on, let's pray together.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we just give, let's say a prayer of thanksgiving. Let's just say a prayer of thanksgiving. Say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your spirit because your spirit is at work in me. I have the advantage. I am not at loss. I am not an orphan. I'm not a bastard. I have everything I need in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Then lastly, the greatest prophet of all your life is you yourself. Amen. Amen. I want us to prophesy over the next six months. And what we are going to do, listen to me, listen to me. You are going to journal what you hear the Spirit of the Lord say. So if you're with your notebooks, you write it down. If you're with your notes, just for the next five minutes, we're going to do this exercise. So this is how we will do it. All you just say, Lord, I am listening. Then you just write out what you see. And you pray out what you see. Is that okay? Is that okay? All right, so let us pray that prayer. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Please do not leave here without journaling what the Spirit of the Lord shows you. Write it out. Just write it out. Just write it out. Just write it out. Just for the next five minutes. Four more minutes. Or even if the Lord has shown you before, it's time to bring it to remembrance. Hallelujah. Just a few more minutes. Just a few more minutes. Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.